all the fad diets, pills, potions, anything you could sell me that would make me think it would make me lose weight, I'd be there for it. I'd be like, yep, it's going to make me skinny. Let's go for it. Losing weight isn't easy. And some days we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior podcast, the show where we share inspiring real life success stories from normal everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now your host and friend, Carl Radley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast with me, Carl, your host, and today's special guest, Laura from Sheffield. How are you doing, Laura? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Doing very well, thank you. And it's a pleasure to have you on the show joining us today. Thank Would you, you for mind? having me. Oh, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. Could you maybe start by telling us a little bit about yourself? I'm 33. I'm married. I've got three children, two dogs. Pretty simple, really. Okay, and and how old are your children? Uh, my children are now twelve, eight, and five. Oh, so so quite a mix there. They they must keep you busy. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. I uh, I have a five year old and a seven year old, and and two is enough for me. Um, yeah, we used to say two was enough, and then we did plan the third, but um, we were like, no, three is definitely enough for anybody now. <laughs> okay, so there won't be a fourth, um, um a planned fourth anyway. Ooh. No, no, there won't even be an accident for us. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. So anyway, Laura, you're here today to tell us about your success journey and your weight loss. And, you know, very excited to hear about that. Before we get yeah. into it, and I, I believe you don't, you've lost over four stone, which is absolutely fantastic. And I can't wait to share that story with our listeners and let them understand Thank exactly you. how you manage that. Um, but, but tell me a little bit about your life before losing the weight and, and leading up to that point, please. I think sort of in my teens, I was pretty much always on the go, skipping meals, never sort of really um, gave too much thought to, thought to it. Um, it was sort of when I hit my late teens, sort of left school, started a job that I noticed it really sort of creeping on and became very aware um, that the weight was creeping on. You know, I went through all the stages of the yo-yo dieting, the binge eating, all the fad diets, pills, potions, anything you could sell me that would make me think it would make me lose weight, I'd be there for it. I'd be like, yep, it's going to make me skinny. Let's go for it. Um, but it just constantly went round in sort of a cycle of doing it for a couple of weeks, putting the weight back on. Um, pretty much what I think any any young young girl who sort of feels like that, feels like their body's changing and they don't really like how it's changing they seem to go through a similar sort of cycle yeah I think that's very typical and I'll say being a man that that happens to to boys as they become teenagers they become men as well I think there's different pressures um, yeah, socially definitely. and and you know that, that impact both men and women but I, I can definitely relate to that knowing that there's changes not necessarily being happy with them just wanting to be like everybody else and so you say that was your late teens and early adulthood that you experienced that 
Yeah, um, and it sort of went with the cycle of going out all weekend, then eating takeaway to not have the hangover, and then going back to work and just grabbing whatever fast food was on the high street. Um, sort of really till I hit um, my first pregnancy, I was sort of 20, 21. It was then after after that first baby that I was sitting there at 13 stone and I was thinking this is just going to keep going up and up and up. Um, but again, just fell back into more of the diets that don't work, more of the pills that don't work, teas, anything. Again, really, it's still really unhealthy, not giving the health aspect a thought, just thinking I need to be skinny. Society says I need to be skinny. So it was a case of wanting to lose weight at any cost just to, yeah, pretty much, to, to yeah. weigh less. Yeah. And, and so these were cycles you went through, you said, you know, as a, as a late teenager, early adult, and then throughout having children. And then after the, you're having your third child, which is the last one we've confirmed, um, you, you said that, you know, if you don't do something about that, it would just continue to, to cycle that way or you would increase weight. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, there were, after every pregnancy, I'd join a slimming club. Um, the, I'd lose the weight, but then it, it's not sustainable for me. It's far too restricted in saying you can't eat this or you can only eat so much of this or you can only have this once a day. You know, those sort of theories behind it. Um, and it was sort of only once covid came around obviously at home we were a bit more active with having the children and think just generally thinking I want to be healthier rather than skinnier understood and and that's I think a very good and important differential to have there that being healthier rather than skinnier because a lot of people can be skinny but unhealthy and yeah you know I, I think understanding what healthy actually means to you is very important yeah. and often quite a big misconception that people just assume that skinny means healthy, but by default, but I don't think that's necessarily the case. No, definitely not. So you, you've tried a, a wide variety of different diets and like you said, pills and potions. Um, yeah. what do you, what would you say if I, if I was to ask you would be one of the strangest or, um, looking back at it, probably one of the craziest ones that you've done. Uh, I think maybe, um, I went through a phase of drinking apple cider vinegar, which was as disgusting as it sounds. Um, drinking that sort of before every meal. And it, was, it obviously wasn't nice, but because I'd read somewhere, this, this can help you to lose weight. It didn't. For anybody listening, it did not. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that I think there's, there are so many products on the market that aren't necessarily for weight loss. But in recent years, they've been turned into, oh, and this could help you lose weight, which is not necessarily the case for a lot of the, the products that are out there. I agree completely. And, and I think a lot of this comes from you know, a single study featuring 15 people on the other side of the world took place. And this is what they found in their results. Definitely, it, yeah. And, and then it's kind of marketed as the next big, big thing. And yeah, unfortunately, a lot of people who are overweight and I'll say, I'll use the word desperate, but I say it yeah. with, with respect, but out of desperation, wanting to lose weight and not knowing 
an easy way of doing it. And then being told, okay, here's an easy way of losing weight and all your dreams will come true and your problems will disappear. Yeah. It's normal that people cling on to those things. And it's not just with weight loss, it's any kind of um, need that people have emotionally, physically, that, that you're given this solution. Of course, it's normal you're going to gravitate towards it, no matter how crazy it sounds, um, including drinking apple cider vinegar. Um, yeah, apparently so. But, you know, you're, you're one of thousands, if not millions, who have done it and still continue to do it in search of that, you know, magic solution, which, if I'm completely honest, don't believe it exists. And No, no, exactly. I agree. Um, I feel like they tap into people's biggest securities. Obviously, everybody wants that quick fix. They want to be able to lose that extra five stone within three months and it never come back. But the more cycles I've been through, the different products I've used, it took a long time. But you do come around to a way of thinking if it was that easy, everybody would do that. There wouldn't be a need for all of these different products because one would do the job. Completely agree. No, you're absolutely right. And I think it's just one of these situations that we'll always have this false advertising and marketing for as, soon, for as long as there's a need and people who are overweight, there'll always be this side of it, this darker side, unfortunately, um, yeah. playing to people's emotions, using human psychology to, to get people involved and really just to generate money for companies that shouldn't really exist. But you yeah, know, I before I go down on a rabbit hole and start ranting about this for the next <laughs> half an hour, we'll move on. Um, because, you know, you've done something amazing. You have taken the, you know, the correct way of doing that instead of looking for the easy answer all the time. So what, what spurred you on or gave you that final push to want to actually lose weight, Laura? I think, I think there's ever been a single moment I think it's always been there in the back of my head. Um, but I just feel like sort of since I turned 30, it was just sort of like a, f a switch that had been flipped of I can't keep putting it back on, losing it, putting it back on. It's just exhausting, really. Um, so I came round to the thinking of if I just took one small step at a time, just to make the better choice in the moment rather than thinking about what could happen in five months or anything like that just in that moment when I'm going to have something to eat just make that one better choice and take it from there and sort of in the last couple of years obviously I've had ups and downs everybody does there will be days where you want to just eat anything full of sugar or something similar but the majority of the time I've just come back to that way of thinking that just concentrate on the moment. That's great advice. And, and I think it makes it much more manageable to actually take those smaller steps and trying to run a marathon on your first day, you know? it's um... Yeah, definitely. It's so daunting when you're thinking, right, well, I've put a bit back on, so I've got two stone to lose now. How long is it going to take me to lose two stone? Instead, I've come to thinking, right, I want to lose a bit of weight, so what am I having for lunch <laughs> rather than thinking about what am I going to do in the next two years and the, the thing as well in addition to that I think that if if you want to lose two stone and you lose one pound a week you'll feel like you'll never get there because you're focused yeah. on that two stone loss and, and you know in your mind you're like okay this week I weigh x and next week I weigh two stone less and that'll be done easy but when you lose yeah. one pound it, it people also people begin to become disheartened 
but it's not coming off quick enough or um you know it's going to still take another three months to get to their two stone because they're focused so much on that end result rather than the small changes that are happening every single day as you're making those positive changes to your lifestyle and eating habits and that's something else i think that's very interesting that you've said that you know you, you have to focus on lunch today you have to focus on today instead of in three months time and that's a way you'll, you'll always be getting closer to it won't you yeah definitely I mean sort of like Slimming World I used to go there I'd lose a pound and I'd think oh what is the point it's a pound and I might go for a few more weeks lose a pound lose a pound lose a pound but then I'd come to a point where I'd put five on because I'd become that disheartened with just losing a pound that it was sort of like what's the point but then gradually those pounds do add up over time um I do think it's a healthier way if it's coming off slower it's obviously healthier than shedding seven pounds in a week um but I think again that's another sort of step in in the thought process to thinking but it is a pound a week I haven't gained it has come off it's a pound a week and in 52 weeks if I lost a pound every week that's 52 pounds exactly that and and not only that as someone who tries not to be obsessed with the scales or you know what the number says I think that during that process of losing one pound a week Okay, you're losing a pound a week. That, that's the data you can see. But the changes, I'm talking about small, subtle changes here that you make in your day-to-day lifestyle to make sure you're achieving that one pound a week can be a complete change of eating habits, the introduction of exercise, feeling better about yourself, the way you look in clothes, having more confidence to go out with your friends. All of these things are a byproduct of that one pound a week which I think is something that people don't really give enough focus to sometimes because they're so focused on what the scales say. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there were times where I could weigh myself maybe three or four times in a day, not fully understanding that fluctuations happen all the time. Um, Of course. And like you say, you become that obsessed with the number on the scale that you're not noticing that you've, do feel better in yourself in other ways because all you can focus on is that need to get on the scale and see the number that you want to see exactly that exactly that so laura tell us more about your journey when you turned 30 uh, a switch went off in your head and something clicked and you decided you were going to start losing weight yeah i mean i'd not put all the weight back on that I'd lost over the years but for the past few years it's sort of been like um, a stone a stone and a half but I would put it back on pretty quickly sort of within like two months all of a sudden I'd be up the stone and a half because it was almost like before I'd get to the weight I wanted to be and then it was sort of like well that's it now I've done it so the healthy choices can stop whereas that's obviously not not the case um I think I did think more about health, obviously, 30, 30 is not old by any stretch of the imagination, but you do feel a bit more like I'm definitely an adult now, (laughs) you know, that kind of, that kind of feeling. And I think I just had that feeling throughout life, not just weight loss, but sort of anything that had, that I'd been dealing with. I just felt differently about life when I sort of hit my 30s. 
I can relate to that completely. As someone who's now nearing the end of their thirties, unfortunately, um, I think these landmarks, and I'm doing the same thing now as I approach forty. You know, taking stock, having a look at myself, um, yeah, in in all aspects of life, not just about how I physically look or, or how much I weigh or my health. And it it is that moment, and I think especially if you have children, it's another reason to want to be healthy because you see them growing up, you see how quickly they're changing. And it's kind of frightening in a way. And you think, okay, if they're changing so quickly, you know, I want to make sure I'm in the best possible condition I can be in because it's not going to last forever. And so it's, it's quite an important thing as well. And even if you don't have children, you, you still, I think, take a look at 30 as, okay, that's the next landmark. Um, you reach that. And like you said, you're a grown up now and you have to start acting like one, I guess. Um, so, yeah, definitely. So how long ago was that, if you don't mind me asking? It was literally three years ago, so not very long at all, really. Okay. Um, but I do feel like I've changed in myself quite a lot in those three years. Oh, in, in three years, you can, you can become a completely different person in less time, I think. Um, and, and I would say probably after three years, those habits have probably now stuck and become a lifestyle rather than something you feel you have to push or force, um, which yeah. is great. So what did you do? What was your first step? I'm interested to hear about your success story now. I, well, I did have a long think about what do I do generally that sabotages my progress? Because it's always something that triggers the, the downward spiral of falling back off the wagon. Um, and I'm generally, I was generally one of those people that's kind of like, I've had three biscuits now, so I might as well just finish the packet. So the first thing I thought, I've got to stop that. If I'm having a biscuit or two biscuits for my cup of tea, I've got to cap the number of biscuits that I have with that cup of tea. And it really was just looking at the smallest little changes I could make. So it wasn't too overwhelming. I knew I'd always been quite, um, I don't know what how to describe it really, but quite extreme with the way I would diet. And I knew that I didn't want to do that. So I had to take a good long look at the, the smaller changes that would add up to make the bigger picture. And one question, if I can, regarding that, because and this is just based on what you've told me so far, that you, you said that, you know, first of all, you, you've managed to lose the weight and regain it and lost it and regain it several times. And that when you have regained weight, stone, stone and a half would come on very quickly in, in you know, space. I think you said one to two months. Yeah. And, so because of reaching that destination of, okay, I've lost the weight I've wanted to, you can now relax and then it will come back. But in the same way, it sounds like when you decide to focus on losing the weight, you're able to lose it quite quickly as well, using these extreme methods and these extreme diets you have done in the past. Yeah. I mean, it, it does come off when, when you're basically not eating or you're picking at bits and bobs or you're thinking, well, if I have lunch, I'm not going to have dinner or... I'm not having breakfast for a week or I'll only drink juice for the next seven days. It does come off pretty quickly, but then obviously it goes on quickly when you do put it back on as well. Of course. And it's not a sustainable way of, of maintaining that either. Definitely not. No. So what did you, what was different then? But what made you decide, or well, not so much what made you decide, but you decided to start make some small changes, you know, controlling and, and control was the word I, I wanted to ask because it sounded like you know with biscuits rather than going through the whole packet um you know you, you'd made a, a conscious decision say okay I'm only going to have two um and and what other changes did you make early on I can't think of any 
not I didn't make the changes, I obviously made the changes, but I tried to make them more of a subconscious thing as I was going along where just little things like not having the fry up, having something like beans on toast, um, not having the five takeaway coffees full of full fat milk that I would have in a working day normally. Um, sort of taking my own coffee or having a lower calorie coffee or something along those lines just making the changes to choose the healthier the healthier foods not necessarily eating less just eating better which I think is a great idea so you you kind of you just started looking investigating looking for opportunities to make swaps and make changes yeah definitely I tried to not think about what I would be eating or drinking until the time came around so sort of whereas before I would be waking up in the morning and thinking right what am I going to only eat today and I'm not going to go outside of this rigid plan for today whereas now I can be sat at home thinking oh it's lunchtime getting a bit peckish what am I going to have whereas before I would have probably had that planned out a week in advance so I'm just trying to make the changes as they arise rather than trying to force them a week before I even know what I'm going to fancy to eat. And do you find by doing it that way that there's a lot less chance of feeling like you've failed? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because I think if you have something... Sorry, go on, tell me. No, go on, you're all right. No, carry on. Okay, I was just going to say that it sounds as though when you set yourself too many targets, too many goals, you're too rigid. The second that that doesn't go exactly to plan because let's be honest life's busy things happen plans change very very easily very yeah. very often and it's very simple maybe to write down a plan for the day or for the week exactly where you're going to be and what you're going to eat at certain times but the reality is that's not always doable so yeah. then as soon as that starts to come undone for a lot of people there's that feeling of okay i've failed now i'll start again next monday and then the rest of the week is a ruin yeah that's exactly it i mean i can be looking at a plan for the whole week say I'm at work and I have taken a salad and I've got the best intentions of eating that salad but when it gets to dinner time I've been busy I'm starving the last thing I want to eat is that salad but it's either eat that salad because that's what I should be eating or it's have something else and deal with the I suppose disappointment in yourself if you like because you have not stuck to the plan that you promised yourself you would stick to whereas now all right I might take salad in the morning and I have the salad and enjoy the salad or I think you know what the salad were a good idea this morning but I would much rather go and get a jacket potato do you know there's not you're not fixed to that plan like it's the end of the world if you don't stick to it it's so important I think because I mean I used to I'm working from home these days but I used to work in an office and yeah, I take a tupper to lunch every day to take it to the office every day for lunch. But then it was someone's birthday or a group of friends were going to go out for lunch and have something. And it's exactly that. And you, you start to, it starts to eat away at you. The, okay. I'm failing. And then you're having lunch and okay, it's nice and enjoyable, but it's just the way that you frame it in your mind that you've failed. Yeah. Whereas you could still go for that lunch, still have something quite healthy. You don't have to go for the, you know, the highest calorie item on the menu, but that way you're still in control but you've not failed anything. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I think a big turn for me was when I actually realised that a lot of this weight loss malarkey 
is in your mind and how you process the thoughts the decisions that you make the way you look at it when it might not have gone exactly how you wanted it to that day it is all to do with how you feel and how your thoughts react rather than the actual food that you eat couldn't agree more so laura it sounds as though for you it's been a big change in mindset as much as anything else which has you know led to this weight loss and and the fact that you've been able to sustain it which is amazing so did you you mentioned before that you joined slimming world have you gone back to a slimming club to lose the weight this time or what have you done to be able to lose the weight that you have no i mean in in the beginning sort of it was obviously on off on off weight loss um i did have really good results with slimming world i do still use some of their methods um some of their recipes things like that i i have done quite a bit of calorie counting and i still use calorie counting i think it's one of the most basic reliable methods that there are if you're stuck in a place where you think i don't know where to start um so i've just sort of done a, a bit of both calorie counting alongside some slimming world bits and bobs but done it on my own on my own terms with no clubs no sort of weird recipes or anything like that just basically choosing the the better foods that's really good and you know congratulations on that because i, I think you remove some of the pressure that you put yourself under when you're not joined to a group for a lot of people it's extremely important and actually i'll say vital because of the fact that they need people need that accountability people need that support they might not get elsewhere at home or from friends so having that group of people each week to see who are sharing the same journey i think is very important but at the same time it's not necessarily the right way for everybody to do it and it sounds as though for you having that control having that change of mindset has really helped you and, and enabled you to do it on your own yeah definitely i mean when i did i went to slimming world on and off for quite a number of years um and i did always feel the need to go like it spurred me on through the week because I knew I was going to go there on a Monday night and I'd want the results that I was looking for I didn't want to go there and be disappointed in front of a group of other people but then I think sort of there's a negative side to that for some people as well whereas I would still be weighing myself at home every day that week just to see if it was coming off because if it wasn't coming off I'd feel like I didn't want to go on the Monday so while some people find it really sort of supportive and the support there is fantastic I think mentally sometimes it can also have quite a negative impact on the on the mental side of weight loss yep I, I fully agree with that and you know everybody has to find what works for them but the way you've just described it now it draws feelings of you know when you're at school and you haven't done your well maybe you always did your homework but I'm a uh, I, I didn't always do mine. And I remember knowing I've got a class coming up where I haven't done my homework and I'm probably going to get in trouble. Or it's going to generate this feeling of anxiety or guilt or that I've done something wrong. And there's nothing you can really do to change it. But that suffering you put yourself through and go through leading up to that is horrible. And I, I think it's often quite similar to people who have had a difficult week and maybe not stuck to the plan that they wanted to. And as a result, have gained weight but still have to face that music. Whereas for other people, having that accountability and knowing that, okay, I have to weigh myself today. It hasn't gone well, but at least I can draw a line in the sand actually helps people in some ways. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, there were weeks that I'd, if I thought it were going to be bad, I'd skip it and I'd think, well, at least I've got another week to fix it before I go back. Um, but there were there were women in my group, men as well, that would go there and gain five pounds and be like, well, it is what it is. I'll have my Chinese tonight and I'll just crack back on with it tomorrow. But that's not not sort of what how I felt in that situation. I think everybody has a different experience. Um, and I mean, it did work for me at the time, probably because I didn't want to go there and, like I say, have a gain. Um, but I think there's definitely two sides to 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 the swimming clubs and the way that they they make people feel in different ways. So let me just jump out of this episode for a moment, please, and tell you about a really exciting thing happening on December 7th. You may have already seen, but Weight Loss Warriors is going to be hosting its first ever live virtual event, and I'd like to invite you to it. If you're somebody who has ever suffered with food guilt or food shame or feelings of anxiety when deciding what to eat or after you've eaten something, feeling bad about it or thinking you shouldn't have had that because it's bad, then this is something that might really help you, especially coming up to the holidays. I have an amazing weight loss and nutrition coach, Angie Olson, who's going to be joining me for a presentation and live Q&A in which we're going to be talking about why, first of all, we suffer from food guilt, why we have these feelings of anxiety and sadness and guilt and shame. And second of all, she's going to be providing us with some tools and resources so that we can manage and stay in control much, much better over the holidays this year. So... If you're somebody who's worried about undoing all the hard work you've been doing up until this point over Christmas, or if you're somebody who is looking to get started in January and perhaps even wants to start a bit earlier or get into the right headspace for it, this is something that could help you. Head over to my profile. There's a link there and you can sign up and register for your free space. There are only limited places available, but like I said, it is completely free. So I'd love you to join me on December 7th. And now let's get back into the episode. Thank you. So now that you've lost the weight, how how are you managing to to keep it down? The changes that you've made, you know, so far we've talked about how, you know, you'd control the biscuits, but I'm sure it's more than just biscuits in terms of your diet has changed or exercise and things. So what have you been doing over the last months and years to, to first of all lose all that weight and then maintain that lower weight? To be really honest, I am not a fan of exercise. Um, I have tried over years I've tried and I've tried and I am quite an active person like I wear my Fitbit and I make sure that I'm doing plenty of steps um, and I will run up and down the stairs a couple more times than needs be if I'm taking stuff up but I'm not a go to the gym go for a jog kind of person at all um, so I think that's always been the harder if you like in a way with weight loss because I'm sure if you're sort of training every day you will see um results faster than someone that's just dieting but I've never had the the get up and go enough to think I'm gonna do that because it's just never appealed to me so I think it has purely been the um the thinking about being healthier um sort of when it gets to a point as well that I feel like all oh, these jeans feel a little bit tight that sort of spurred me on um a little bit I mean I don't get on the scales half as much as I used to probably once a week if that now um I tend to look for changes more in myself and how I feel rather than what what the number tells me on on the scales I drink 
a ton more water than I ever used to drink. Um, I was never very good at drinking water, but actually once I got into the swing of drinking water, I'm actually quite good at it now. Um, and just things like milky coffees and stuff that I, I've always drank, but it's just always been one of those habits. I think it's it's breaking the the habits that you've had for a long time, but not necessarily giving it up, sort of replacing it for something um, that is going to help you see your results, that is going to make you feel better at yourself. And actually thinking, you know what, I know that that's not a caramel latte, but it is still pretty good. And so you don't feel like you're punishing yourself. You're still enjoying those things. But yeah. if anything, enjoying it more because you, you not only are you still, you're not depriving yourself of things you enjoy, but you're also making a better choice of the two. So it's like a double win. Yeah. I mean, there are days, obviously, where I think, oh, blow it. I really fancy the caramel latte. So I will have the caramel latte today because I don't have one very often. And I feel it's sort of more like, oh, yeah, I haven't had that in a while. So. I'll treat myself, whereas before it would sort of be go to Slimming World on a Monday night, every Monday night is treat night and I can have and eat whatever I like. Um, but now it's sort of rather than it being planned in to only have that treat on a Monday night, I'll think, oh, I've not had one of these in a long time, so I'm going to have it and I'm going to really enjoy it. And, and that's important what you've just said there as well, because I, I think that, I, I mean, I don't know any percentages, but I'm guessing the high majority of people who are on a weight loss plan and, and weigh themselves on the same day every week, if they're going to have a meal, a cheat meal, go off the scales, have a takeaway, at any point in the week, I would almost guarantee it's after weighing day, that, that evening oh, yeah, after definitely. being weighed in. And it's normal. But the, the danger there is that, okay, you have that control there, but when you're actually weighing yourself every week and it's organized and it's planned, you have that blowout because it follows it and you've got the longest amount of time possible until you have to weigh yourself again. But if you stop going to that group or you stop weighing yourself on that term, there's nothing preventing you from having that blowout at any opportunity or any moment that you fancy it, which can become dangerous. And not yeah. only that, there's less enjoyment there, I think. But as you've just said, you know, you go out, you haven't had a caramel latte for a while and you fancy one. You buy it, you enjoy it, you, you know, crack on with your day and, and, nothing bad has happened at all if anything you know you're happier with yourself because you have that control you know that you know you make an effort for like 85 90 percent of the time and so having something like that is in balance with the rest of your day the rest of your diet and you know the rest of your lifestyle so um the fact that you've achieved that and found that on your own it, it must make you feel very proud it does when i think about it to be honest i've not really given it as much thought as I have, obviously, um, since we first spoke. Um, but, yeah, there would be times where you'd, you'd have that cheat meal just because I think that's, like, what everyone thinks you do when you go to a swimming club. Like, that is your night or your day to, to have whatever you want because you've worked hard all week. You know you're going to work hard for the upcoming week. Um, but like you say, if you stop that weighing, then what is stopping you from just binging whenever you want? And I think I did go through that a few times where I stopped going to Slimming World or where I knew I wasn't going to go for a couple of weeks due to one reason or another. So I'd go to that last weigh-in, I'd have my treat night, but then that treat night would escalate over the course of four, five, six, seven days just because I knew I wasn't going to be weighed. Um, and since I've sort of gone 
gone on on my own and just tried to make changes that work for me I have thought more about sort of why am I eating this am I eating it because I want to eat it or am I eating it because I think I shouldn't eat it or do you know sort of finding if there is an emotional connection to why I am about to demolish a full packet of chocolate hobnobs and and this is typical for a lot of people myself included on Halloween sat there looking at all the trick-or-treat sweets that we're about to hand out you know it's it's trick-or-treat there's loads of sweets why shouldn't I eat loads and and that's the thing but the other part I just wanted to touch on that you mentioned as well if you hold yourself accountable to the scales in terms of the way that you eat behave act as in your life you know you're you're doing it for the scales you're doing it for the weight you know you're you're not going to eat the things you enjoy for the next four days because you want that number on the scales to be exactly as it should. You're not doing it for you. You're, you're actually no. doing it, you know, to hit that number, but you're not any, at any point considering yourself or doing it for yourself. And that's where I think the focus needs to change. And, and it sounds as though that's exactly what you have done. Um, and I'm glad you've stopped and had to think about it and feel proud as well, because it's something else that we don't often do, or we even feel a bit shy to, you know, stand up and say hey look at me look what I've done look yeah. what I'm doing and and not only that this this is providing a good role model to your children um you know I, I'm I don't think anything negative has ever really come out in a in a relationship of, of losing weight or feeling better about yourself in fact all the opposite I, I think but when you don't feel good about yourself you project that on your partner sometimes as well and so yeah. relationships can improve but there's no downside to being healthier I, I think and um, that's really great news so Laura before we finish I'd like to know what advice you would give the people listening today if they want to lose weight or are struggling to lose weight currently oh I think definitely the first rule has got to be don't be so hard on yourself if you slip up or you eat something and you think I feel really bad about eating that I think it's really important to be able to just move on from it and think well that will breakfast and lunch will be different you know self-discipline is really hard and nobody is motivated for 365 days a year it's just being able to have a little word with yourself and say I know I did that and I don't feel great about it but there is still time to not eat the rest of the packet of biscuits absolutely right and, and I, th- I think that's great advice because especially coming up towards Christmas time now, it's a moment where we have many of these compromising situations where we think, okay, you know, you go around to friends, they've got the mince pies out and it's quite often we give ourselves a green light to just think, okay, I'll start again in January. And yeah. it doesn't have to be that way. You, you can hit that reset button as often as you want and you don't have to give up on yourself just because it's Christmas or just because, you know, you've had one bad day or I say bad, a day in which you you eat eaten more than you should have perhaps or not made the most sensible choices it doesn't then have to be a write-off for the rest of the month or week or until the new year you know you always have that opportunity I mean realistically one I don't don't like calling it a bad day either because I, I, I used to call it a bad day in the past and I think that creates sort of negative feelings around what you've eaten that day but just because you've had one day where you might have had more than you wanted to or you've eaten something that you felt like I didn't really need to eat that 
that one day in the grand scheme of a month or a year, that one day is probably not going to affect your journey that much physically and within the dieting aspect of it that's again how you're processing that in your brain you're thinking that this one bad day is going to ruin it so I might as well just carry on for the rest of the month and eat whatever I like whereas if you'd have just had that one day gone back to thinking oh I've not got anything on today I can make healthy choices today then you wouldn't see such a dramatic um weight gain or negative feeling once January comes if you have made the best choices where you can make the best choices yep and and but I think you've hit the nail on the head there from a an emotional side of things instead of looking at that as a bad day look at all the other days in which you're doing good things so that those days in which you do go completely off radar and, and eat what or drink whatever you want because you you know you're going to a concert or it's a wedding or something like that. It's it's that opportunity then for the rest of the days that you're making those good choices to counter it. And that way you're enjoying the best of both worlds, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you should ever have to feel like I can't eat this wedding cake or I can't have three pints of cider at the concert because I'm trying to lose weight. I think you should still be able to enjoy your life um, I've been through periods where we've had a holiday coming up and I've not gone out for meals with family or I've only picked the salad when we've gone out for meals because I'm too busy concentrating on the main goal, the the outcome of the amount of weight loss that is acceptable to, to me, if you like. But I do think you have got to enjoy the moments while they're there as well so you should be able to have the wedding cake and think i'll have the wedding cake but i'll just make better choices tomorrow there you go there you go i think that's that's very wise and this is for me the the key to making it sustainable and long term and and staying at the weight that you're healthiest and happiest with laura i i'm follow you on instagram and i've seen you know a lot of nice meals a lot of like lifestyle choices things that you do um, as part of your journey, which I think would be very beneficial for people to follow you and, and to get an idea of you know what you're up to. And um, it's something also for people to work towards, I think, as they're on that journey to see that it is possible to maintain a lower weight and still enjoy yourself and be happy. So Laura, are you happy to share your Instagram account with our listeners? Yeah, yeah, of course I am. Yeah, so it's at underscore underscore Laura's world. Okay, that's perfect. And I'll, as always, we'll include a link so people can just click on that and come and find you and uh, oh, thank you. get, get your, your tips and, and see what you're up to in, uh, in maintaining such a healthy lifestyle. So thanks again for joining and uh, take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'd also like to say a big thank you to you, our listeners. I appreciate you joining us at the Weight Loss Warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new weight loss warrior tell their story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior Podcast and follow us today. Remember, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.